two, one. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, it is my favorite day of the week. S-H-I-T. So happy it's Thursday. Let's do this. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Damn. <laughs> All right. Well, you got the two of us again. Why? Because sometimes we get very last minute cancellations and we got to switch womp. things up. So here we go. For today, what we're going to do is we're going to drop it in the in the chat. So if you're interested, I want you to hop on here. We're going to be talking about lead generation. We're going to be talking about how do you lead generate? If you if you don't want to hop on with us live and, and join the conversation, that's fine. Drop it in the chat. Drop a comment. I want to know how you are doing your lead generation because uh, James and I have been talking about this pretty much all day. For the last mm. few hours, we've been talking about lead gen. Now, my look, brain's tired. My brain's tired, right? So here here's this scenario, for example, right? Uh, so we started the podcast uh, mainly to help me lead generate for building relationships and in, in selling real estate, right? That was the initial idea behind it. And as we started doing the podcast more and more, we started to make a lot more connections and we started to kind of develop relationships. And it's helped a lot for lead gen when it comes to, you know, doing business on, on my tax business. That totally helped out. It's helped out a lot with, uh, with real estate as well. I get more referrals in real estate than I've done in the past. Uh, I'm not actively doing anything other than the podcast podcast and it's generating mm-hmm. referrals for that right lead generation for that so it works it works and we've been lead generation lead generating for content content creation so we've been doing content for other people as well as doing testimonials as well as doing podcast mentorship so the lead generation for us and what we've been doing on the podcast space has been working phenomenally well for those types of things right business bros that kind of makes sense i'm going to i'm going to uh, go a little bit a little bit further on that like we've done a really good job of of creating a marketing structure for the way that we do things but there is one thing that we have been called out on that we lack and that is ad spend we don't spend mm-hmm. any money on marketing so everything that we do everything however far our reach might be it's completely organic and you know without any extra marketing dollars so that's one thing that you know, could be different if you're, if we're talking about how to generate leads, that's one thing right off the top of my head that I'm gonna be like, that's one thing that that we can change. Right. And actually we did change officially this week. I brought on a VA, right. And in the, the main role of this VA is to help restructure our branding. See our branding's cool, right? I mean, we got the little logos here, uh, and I've been able to learn a lot about Photoshop and video editing. You go to our Instagram, it's decent, right? But it's not a hundred percent right on. Ooh, we got Jeff hopping on. Woo. Jeff, hey, what's Jeff? up, brother? Another oh, brother person I've been talking brother? to all day. <laughs> so we were talking about about marketing branding nice. and lead generation and it's funny because james I actually been talking to jeff a lot about this same exact topic as well 
I mean, we've gotten good at the podcast lead generation. Literally, our list is eight weeks long. And so what I was saying, Jeff, was I I, uh, I brought on a VA this week. And she's helping us with our with uh, kind of creating our content in a more uh, direct way, focusing our attention on growing our YouTube channel, right? So we have specific direction that we're throwing money at for the podcast. But James and I have been talking all day about the insurance agency. And that's been a whole different thing, right? Um, so uh, I'll, I'll share with the audience where we're at. The model that we've created was based on recruiting new agents, right? So if we go out and we find a new agent who has another business, maybe their primary business is a tax office or their primary business is, is something other than insurance. What we what we were doing was recruiting those types of people and saying, hey, look, we got a system because I know you're busy that will that will process all your insurance clients for you. But recently we haven't been recruiting those kinds of people. And we've been wondering like, what happened to our, like, why are we not lead generating? What's going on? And so we've been looking at different models because the, the model that we have right now, we're not lead generating in. And that's kind of the conclusion we came up right before, uh, right before we started talking uh, on the podcast. We're like, oh like crap, five minutes. it's four o'clock. We got to get going yeah. right here, right? So what's, what's been your experience, Jeff? What are you guys doing to grow your agency, right? And what's, 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 what's up, MJ? What's something that's worked? And what are some things that you've tried that hasn't really worked? You know, we've tried a bunch of different things. Hopefully you can hear me. The internet is not mm -hmm. that great down here. Um, but, um, you know, we, uh, we've done, you know, one of the things that worked, uh, we generated leads, but they weren't the quality that we were looking for was actually webinars. So, you know, cause our, one of our niches is, um, businesses that want to bring their companies from the U S or from the Mexico into the U S and we were doing webinars for those, uh, for those individuals, but we weren't getting so we were getting leads, but they weren't the quality that we that we wanted. And that was actually one of the challenges that, you know, we ended up, you know, kind of stopping that marketing strategy because we just weren't um, getting, like I said, the quality that we needed. So um, that was one of the things that we did, you know, um, you know, after talking with Hernan a little bit, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do is expand our uh, our, our daily podcast lunch with a shark. Um, to go after more six and seven figure business owners that are really looking to um, to grow their business in a different way. And so um, we just started that a few weeks ago. And um, the, so far, the guests that we've had are, you know, good quality guests that are really looking to expand nice. their business. So. And that's a good that's a good strategy. So uh, just for the audience's sake, uh, Jeff and I have been talking a lot about uh, his podcast, right, about doing um, – uh, lunch with the shark in a different way. Cause what happens to a lot of podcasters out there is you, you get in a groove of doing something and then you kind of hit a plateau of your audience growth. And you start to really think about why the hell am I doing this? Right? Why am I doing this particular podcast? What's up, Derek? Good afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, uh, and so when you guys were doing lunch with the shark and you're doing it like us, you're, you're crazy cycles, just like us, you're doing it every single day. Uh, and you're trying to want, you're really starting to weigh the the time that you're spending and the time commitment that you're putting into the show. You're like, okay, well, I'm I'm building this podcast. I'm here every single day. I'm not seeing the results that I'm looking for. So share with the share with the audience what our conversation was like when we were talking about why are you doing the podcast and what should you be doing to grow your audience that way. That was actually why I called you because I think that was um, we were both. You know, because we're just not getting a lot of views. 
And um, that was a real big challenge for us because, you know, part of the doing the podcast was, um, you know, was to create content, you know, was part of it. Um, but now what we've done 350 some odd episodes, we have a crap load of content. So it's not a matter of us generating our more content. It's about generating us business. And so we had to figure out a different way to bring on guests that were that maybe needed um, that gave us a new perspective or created a new um, way that we could, um, you know, uh, help them with their business or help them with our business. So creating more connections and um, trying to, you know, use their, you know, their community and their outreach to help bring a increase our viewership. And uh, it's funny because that transition took us about a hundred episodes to make, right? So James and I were doing our our show, and it was okay. You know, mom listened, a couple listeners here and there. We met uh, Bonnie, by the way, who's one of our clients now as well. Uh, and so we met her. We had a couple uh, different coaching calls, uh, and and it it was doing its thing, kind of. But we had con- kind of fallen in the same trap. And I was like, you know what? You know, when 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 Liam recommended my son, right? When Liam mm-hmm. recommended that we do interviews that differently opened up a different space. Now it was a matter of, well, who do we want on the show, right? Mm -hmm. Like who is the person that's going to come on and what kind of connections do we want to make? And initially we made a mistake there too. I was like, okay, well, how do I get more uh, real estate transactions? Oh, it's easy. I interview real estate agents. Well, not necessarily. (laughs) It did, it did help solidify my expertise in that area. Like my knowledge base in that area. I learned things from other agents that I didn't know. I also was able to share with share things about how we run, uh, how I run stuff on real estate that maybe they didn't know. So it gave me that, uh, that credibility, but it didn't really lead generate what I was looking for. So we kind of shifted a little bit and we're like, okay, well, let's just open up the business space. Cause what is it that I really like to do? My, and, and I don't know about you, Jeff, but for me, it's always, I, when you call and you're like, Hey, I'm having this problem. That is my favorite thing. I probably should have been a therapist yeah. or something. Right. But yeah. it's more like <laughs> yeah. a business therapy thing. It's like, let me hear what's going on in your business and let me share my ideas and my experience and what I've been doing to grow or change or whatever. Cause you know, when we sit down and have a conversation, you and I, it's like, you know, we, I mean, aside from talking WandaVision and, and yeah. by the way, I did watch upload <laughs> yeah. great show by the way. So, right. so aside from that, when we start talking about business, it can go an hour or, or longer easy just because we start going into the different crevices about what's going mm-hmm. on in your business. Right. Um, mm-hmm. what, what are those, those, uh, business therapy sessions? What do they feel like when we're, when we're going through them and when you're done? You know, it's, it's great. You know, I think that was, um, that was, you know, one of my key takeaways when we had our conversation about the podcast was, um, trying to figure out, you know, what are we exactly doing with it? And I think, you know, both for, um, you know, both for Vidal and I, it was like a new way to kind of bring in additional, eyeballs to the to the podcast and really start talking with people at a level that um that that can really elevate not only our business but their business you know Mm. you know we had a really cool guest um last we had a really cool guest yesterday that um you know he owed he he developed a a uh, a thing for your collar like dress shirts and um he was actually a really really cool guest and then the week before, we actually talked to this guy who um, 
was CEO of a zoo. And same nice. thing. He, yeah, he actually was a really cool guest. So it's about expanding your kind of looking at the different ways that you can bring people to the table and, you know, helping grow not only your podcast, but also business and talking to them about different ways that they can help, they can help grow their business. Yeah. And we were talking about that yesterday, James and I, about how when we started to connect with different people today, now it's opened up the door to a bunch of different things. We've been able to get, I mean, aside from like the swag on the wall, different training opportunities, different coaching programs, different trial offers for different, a lot of different stuff that we've been uh, able to do because of the podcast that, and, and, and from there, those ancillary connections that happen, we've been able to do business with people that we've you know, we never would have met otherwise. And th those are doors that, On that, that note, are, yeah, go for it. Question from the community. Sorry to block Ooh. your face, Jeff. No worries. No worries. Right. Let's see. Let's <laughs> say, uh, I'm in a community mental health support network and mental health podcast called the invisible fight. Uh, I self fund the full mental health group will work full time in the UK armed forces. And I was wondering if you had advice on how to approach local companies about sponsorship plans. You know, um, so when it comes to sponsorship plans for the podcast, right, a lot of companies are looking for one of two things. One is numbers, right? So if you have volume, you have a higher chance. But the other one is laser focus, right? So it seems like you have a pretty good laser focus in a specific community. I wouldn't, uh, it, me personally, and there's a lot of people, you know, if you're talking to a shark, he's going to go straight for the money. But me personally, I would say I would have invite them on and show them the value that you bring in your particular podcast. I wouldn't go straight for the money right off the bat um, just because I, that's not my personality type, right? Um, for me, it's about establishing the relationship in that interview, I would be asking them what they're looking for because an interview can go both ways. You always hear about people that go interview for a job and what you, you need to understand when you go and interview for a job, you're not, they're not only interviewing you, you're interviewing them as well, right? Mm -hmm. And so think of the, the podcast interview as that. You're asking those deep questions on what it is that they're looking for. And once you know what they need, if you can provide that service, if you can provide that product or whatever it is, they're more likely to work with you because A, you've listened to them, B, you've given them a platform and now you're offering them the solution, then the money will come afterwards. So that's how that's how I would approach it. I, I don't want to come in with a sale assuming I have a solution for a problem that I don't even know that they have. So for me, that would be the number one thing would, would be to get them on the show, invite them to, to understand what's going on ask about their biggest problems. What is it that they're struggling with? And then find a way to, to solve that, that problem for them. Sometimes it won't be a sponsorship. Sometimes it might be business that you, that you interact going on forward, but sometimes it could be a sponsorship. It could be where you make a connection between two. Oh, we probably lost him because he went to the, because he's, he's in Mexico. Yep. Uh, so, so uh, it could be a connection that you make that leads to other opportunities, or maybe you can connect them with another place, another type of show or whatever it is, because based on what the problem that the client has, and this is, this is marketing 101, right? You need to have, you need to know who your ideal client is. And you need to know what problems they have. And if you can solve that problem, you're going to win. What's up, Posh? Uh, Bonnie, Bonnie, we're working on your content as well. Your content should be ready in the next day or two. So, uh, you know, damn Mexico is what Jeff's just text me. That's <laughs> 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 what happens, man. That's what happens. Uh, All right. They're going to be back in the U S very, very soon. They're going to close escrow on their place soon. All right. Whoop. So 
yeah, so hopefully MJ, I answered that question for you. Uh, if you have any other questions, make me feel free to you know either jump on and we can have a conversation right now because that's one of the great stuff. Uh, one of the cool things about having a live podcast is we get to answer those types of questions. So um, let's uh, let's move back into what we're and doing. He says here. thanks. Yeah, there you go. Allows us to create that bond with the person and also build that relationship. Dude, honestly, I've talked to so many different entrepreneurs, super successful ones and moderately successful ones and even ones that aren't very successful. And the number one thing that I noticed from people who are super successful is they value the relationship over the money. The, the money oh. will come if you have that relationship, right? The doors that open up when you have those relationships are abundant. So don't go after the money right away. And, and trust me, I know that's it's easy easier said than done because sometimes it's all you, you need to put food on the table i get that right but if you can if you can build that relationship it'll open up a lot more doors right so uh i wanted to go back um so we've had conversations with different coaches or at least james you've had conversations with different mentors different coaches about where we are in our insurance agency in the last couple then, of days in the last couple of days and then we've had our conversation for many many hours today so mm -hmm. uh let people know like what's the where what's the situation um where we're at and what do you think our solution going forward is going to be or what do we what do we kind of conclude with yeah, I mean, basically what we've what we've gotten to is that we've built a pretty good system for handling workflow. We have an awesome team in place. Uh, I really love my team. I, I think they're amazing. They kick ass. They everything that they do. Um, they are as passionate about what they do as anyone I've ever met. You know, in a hourly position, right? Like these, this, this team that I have, uh, they're incredible. They're super awesome. And we have the right people in place and the processes in place and the automations in place and everything's in place to handle a decent amount of business, but there's no leads coming in the door. When we were talking just five minutes before, uh, we launched the episode today, we came to this realization that our lead generation system previously was based on the agents that we were able to recruit. We were recruiting all these different agents. They were coming on board and providing all these different leads. But when we stopped recruiting, when we're now that we're not recruiting as heavily anymore, that lead flow has stopped. And Jeff's back. So Jeff, I don't know if you were able to hear that uh, what James was describing because he had a he had a conversation with Vidal as well. And um, everybody that we've talked to has always looked at what we were doing and and has always given their two cents. And we value all those opinions. We we absolutely do. And we're trying to figure out the solution because we don't really want to scale down. We want to scale up. Right. And so when we were when we were discussing what we were doing right before the show, even right before we launched today's episode, we realized what our lead generation system was. So, you know, James's system that he created has been effective and efficient for a particular lead generation model. And our lead generation model was simple. And we were saying this before before you hopped on was, you know, we, we go after people who have existing businesses and we plug insurance into their business because our model says, send us the work, we'll do everything for you. All you gotta do is get the signature at the end, essentially, right? All you gotta do is bind at the very end. So we handle all that workflow and our, and our system is, a, is super effective at that part. But our lead generation where we were recruiting, we haven't been doing that. And so what we were, we came to the realization right before the show started is, well, that's our job. Like we literally sit here and talk to people every single day 
our job should be talking to a specific type of individual, which I think is going to be those tax pros, right? We're going to be talking to specific individuals who have an existing book of business and show them the value proposition that we have to increase our lead generation again, to put to work the system that we created. But here's the thing, and this is what, you know, we were, we were talking about was those type of people are not fully, it's like a passive income stream for them. So yeah, they'll sell life insurance, they'll sell their health insurance. Okay, great. But they're making 90% of their money from their current, from their current portfolio, you know, whether it's a tax service or, you know, whatever other, you know, specifically tax service. So for them, it's like, oh, it's almost forgotten money in some mm-hmm. ways. Whether people actually, the agents that are real, that are actually insurance agents have to actually, that is their like bread and butter. Like mm-hmm. they actually have to go out there and work for it. You know, where tax people like us, you know, we look at it and we're like, oh, we can, uh, you know, we can just send something over to James and it's, uh, you know, it's an ex- he'll do all the work and we'll get the extra hundred bucks or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. So, yeah. And you're, you're absolutely right. And, it, and it's funny because when James and I were having that conversation, uh, he, he's also, we, we joined a mastermind. Well, he joined a mastermind uh, in, in the insurance space to get other opinions of people who have successfully built agencies. Uh, and we're looking at what we have and we're looking at what they're saying. And we're like, what you're saying is exactly what we want to build going forward. But we have something that's existing that's already working. How do we feed that while at the same time building, building this other thing effectively. So I'll give you an example. So, um, you know, when it comes to Legion, what if we were going after specifically homeowners or we were going after specifically a commercial, then we would need a lead generating system to bring those leads in. And then we need an in-house producer, a licensed producer to get that stuff done. Well, we have the in-house producer, right? Cause that's how we are processing the work that in that, uh, tax office is a licensed producer. So we can pay them a commission, but they're sending the lead. We have a team that processes the quotes. We have an in-house producer. So the piece that's missing, whether we're building a new agency, a traditional agency, or we're building the model that we have is still in that lead gen. And that's what we keep coming back to over and over again, whether we target specifically the tax pros or we target the end client, which is that commercial client or that homeowner client, it's still the lead gen issue that we have to solve. Right, but what I'm suggesting is that you're the lead gen that you're going after now is the is the people that are looking at for it as a, as a passive sort of income versus an active sort of income. Like I know lots of different, you know, there's a few people that I know that are actually they full time sell insurance. Like they out there are hustling, like selling insurance. Mm-hmm. And so if they don't sell insurance, they don't get food on their table. Where Right. When you when you're talking to a tax person, they're like, Oh, if I don't sell that insurance this 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 month, it's okay because I still have my tax business. Yeah. Yeah. So and, there's and a I'm, different mindset. You're you're absolutely right. And and you know what I think it is, is we have this bias, um, we have this biased opinion here. And the reason why we have this biased opinion is because we have people that are on our team right now that we've recruited who have an accounting firm or who have a tax office who have turned their existing book of business from that, uh, from that tax office into another quarter million in, uh, insurance revenue. So the transition in that model is there. And so for me, it's like, let me sit down and have a conversation with you and show you the value proposition 
And yeah, you can treat it like a passive if you want, or we can treat it as let us build this other side business for you that can be nice revenue generation. Because a quarter million, you know, you're right, a hundred bucks here, 200 bucks here, it, it's laughable. But an extra 20 grand a month through the existing book that you already have, that's not, that, that's not to sneeze at anymore. Right. But those, but I, I don't see people that are, you know, that they're making, if they're making $250,000 a year in insurance and they've, you know, they've basically turned over the lead to you guys and you guys manage it, right? They're, um, why would they work unless they're, have to they're going to have to work less i mean they're yeah, not I insurance people know. they're they're tax yeah, they're, they're originally they're tax, tax people. people and we add that existing book so i and it you know and it's funny this is this is one of the reasons why this is a cool episode by the way for those of you listening this is exactly what we do like we sit down and we just hash things out and i want to hear from every single person that i possibly can to tell me everything that's possibly wrong with this idea because Otherwise, I don't know what I don't know. Like, and, and that's the value of being able to talk to other people because, like, dude, just being able to talk to you, Jeff, about it, you give me a perspective that is different from James's perspective because James is in the trenches every day, right, dealing mm -hmm. with these agents. And we have, and you're absolutely right, we have agents that we bring them board and they just treat it like that little extra cash and they don't really write anything. And, and when they do, it's not really that great. But then we have those other agents who treat it like a business and they're like, this is another revenue source. I'm going to treat this like, you know, a nice little thing. And now it's an extra income source and they're super happy right now. It's now it's they they took their their tax business that was paying them from January to April and they've added this other one that pays them all 12 months of the year. Right. right? And so and so that's what we're that's that's the value prop that we want to be able to offer, um, you know, tax pros, for example. Yeah, I just don't know for me, but I think. It's not just tax pros, you know, you're looking at people that are really having to, you're, you're looking for a more comprehensive person that's going to, you know, that's going to look at each aspect of their business, you know, like, you know, our business, we look at the entire, their entire financial portfolio, and we try to figure out, hey, is, is this something that's going to actually support your business, or financial planners is another way, you know, financial planners is another, you know, area that, they're looking at their entire financial portfolio to determine, hey, maybe you need to add life insurance or maybe you need to add um, corporate or um, commercial insurance or health insurance or whatever pieces that is. So I, maybe maybe it's a matter of looking at different, um, you know, tax is a great area, but maybe it's also looking at financial planners or it's looking at mm -hmm. um, different people that have more, you know, bankers, you know, um, yeah, just that's, if, you know, just off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, property management companies, right? Property managers, because yeah. they got a ton of homeowners insurance. HOAs, for example, that's another nice little area. Uh, you, you're talking about uh, CFP, certified financial planners, or registered investment advisors that don't want to deal with the PNC side. Um, right. You know, and and that's the that's exactly what we're talking about. That's that's the legion that we should be shooting for, uh, for this particular. Um, at this point in time, but at the same time, start building that traditional agency alongside it. I, I, right. I, I I'm just, uh, it's hard for me to decide to just start over, but at the same time, it's like, okay, yes, we can start building this other part, this other vertical within our, within our existing model. Yeah. And I think, you know, 
during this time, during this time, you know, one of the things when you would go out and network, you know, in the, in the, actually the, you know, the face to face. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) During that time, you know, half the people in that room would be insurance agents Mm -hmm. or financial planners. Right. And so right now these people that are traditionally would go out and like hunt for the, for their leads, they can't go out and hunt for their leads right now. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a matter of actually like, you know, it's a matter of actually going out and hopping on zoom calls with people and like how uncomfortable, how like weird is that? You know, you still have networking, but it's like, it's, it's just different. But those type of people, the people that actually were in, that are in business for themselves and that that are self-employed, that are the insurance, these people that are going out and selling insurance, you know, at every networking thing I would go to, there'd be like 10 or 15 of them, you Mm -hmm. know? And those are the people because they had to hustle. Like we, there was Mm -hmm. a guy that, you know, did, did most of our insurance and he's has since, I think he's left the business now because he, you know, he is out there and um, he just had to hustle, you know, unless you're getting high value policies, you know? Yep. 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 And that's, that's really what it comes down to. The insurance is nice like that. And the, the fact that you get that residual on a month to month, but it is a grind. You gotta, you gotta oh, yeah. establish mm-hmm. the relationship. It's you gotta nurture agency. that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta keep going forward. Like the follow up after that doesn't end after you close the deal. This is a lifelong relationship with mm-hmm. somebody that you're yeah. going to have because they could easily go anywhere else at any time. That's why, that's yep. why you have so many networkers and marketers. I mean, so, so many um, insurance agents at networking events and stuff, man. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. And I think that's the hardest part is we've gone literally probably, you know, you know, we've, you know, we've, we've established a relationship with you guys, but you know, there was one guy that we used to do, you know, for the last, we were with him for like the last six years. Right. And we were just sending him policy after policy after policy after policy after policy because he was someone that we could trust. He was someone that we could rely on. He was someone that could help us navigate the process. He was someone that, you know, would help us through the ins and outs. And, you know, James has been really good at kind of answering all my questions and helping us, you know, determine if whether it's a pipeline policy or a policy through somebody else, if they were, if they would be the best for us. And, you know, I really appreciate that candor and really appreciate that, you know, that, um, thoughtfulness because i think that's that's the way you develop that's the way that for me that makes me want to send the business your way because mm-hmm. it represents us and, yes. and who we are and even if it is a little bit higher that's actually okay because it's more about like hey i can trust james and i can trust you know working with him um because I know he's going to do the best for me and our clients. Right. Right. So again, it comes down to that relationship, right? That's what it really comes down to. Ladies and gents, you know, this, this episode was a good one. You guys got to hear this was, um, what I could say a much more real conversation because you get to hear our story a little bit. You get to hear, mm-hmm. you know, the struggles that we go through and, and the thought process that we go through because that's what business is about. Dude. I mean, that's from just, one, one of our advisors. Well, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. That's right. no, this way, one of our advisors, right? But, the Invictus advisors. The Invictus mm-hmm. advisors. But that's really what it comes down to. Look, lead generation yeah. is going to come down to those relationships that you build. You can go out and get 
every little individual micro policy, or, or you can start to build the relationships with strategic partners. And I think that's where that's really what we're coming down to, James and I is. We're good at establishing relationships. We're good at nurturing our relationships. Yeah. We should play to our strengths and we should focus our attention on there. And then having talked to uh, to our Invictus advisor here, open up the door to the different types of strategic relationships that we're yeah. going after. So, hey, I'm going to throw uh, one last little note here. Uh, there's this thing that I uh, found out about uh, in my last uh, mastermind meeting, and it is called Wealth dynamics. So I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, it is a $97 test, but uh, it basically helps you to determine what kind of, what, what your strengths are in business. Uh, just kind of reading them. Like I'm, I'm on their website, just reading what they are. The creator, the mechanic, the star, the supporter, the deal maker, the trader, the accumulator, and the Lord, right? So uh, just giving you the titles of like these different, um, characters or, or whatever that, that you might be, these different uh, prototypes that you might be in business. Uh, and I'm going to take that test here pretty soon. And uh, later on, I'll share my results. All right, dude. We'll figure out who you are. And uh, I mean, I think I got I know, an idea of who you are. I know we're wrapping up the show, but I just got to take a minute or two and, you know, geek out with Hernan here for a minute about <laughs> Wanda, Wanda Vision, the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Derek says, "Is that like the disc test? It's it's very similar to a disc test, but they just probably uh, change change up the uh, personality types for business specific." Yeah. Oh, yeah. first of all, today I lost more than you can know. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to have any spoilers. But this is what I will say about WandaVision. For those of you who have not seen it, you have to sit, force yourself to watch the first two episodes because you're going to be thinking like, "What the hell is that?" Right, but I promise you, stick around. It is worth it. And who said that? Who said that? <laughs> this okay, I, just want to keep it <laughs> I told my because I went up last weekend and saw my parents, and I said, "Let's watch the last episode of WandaVision." And they're like, "We didn't like it." And I was like, "Mom, no, seriously, just get the first the first three episodes, and then you'll be like, you'll be you'll be great." And she's like, right, "You're right. You get past that third episode, and you're like, oh my god, this is such an awesome show." And I yep. was like, "Yeah." So for those think of you of that like, aren't, think of it like this: it's Disney. It's Disney. Yeah. They're, they're not yeah. going to let you down. Disney has yeah, such yeah. high standards for everything they do. Even yeah. uh, I mean, you might not have thought that the Aladdin remake was the best in the world, but it was not a bad movie, right? It yeah. was not a bad yeah. movie. I haven't watched Mulan, but I'm sure if I watch it, I'm going to be like, that was a good movie, right? It's probably right. not yeah. my kind of movie, but it was a good movie. Disney does not let you down, especially yeah. with their core content like like yeah. the, like the uh mcu right they're not gonna let you yeah. down so I, I i can't wait to see loki now that i've watched wandavision i don't care what they start with on that loki series i'm gonna stick <laughs> gonna to it but but <laughs> yeah, next is uh falcon and the winter soldier that's uh in like less than two weeks it's next oh, yeah, friday yeah, that's right yeah. oh yep. and saw that and uh, leaving Marvel and heading over to DC this weekend is the Snyder Cut. Uh, oh, is that uh, right? For uh, Justice League. And I heard it's four hours long. Dude, four Holy hours long. Crap. Where? On uh, on Netflix? HBO or? Max. On HBO Max. Yep. Just watch Coco. The boys watched it like 10 times in the past few days. That's what I'm trying Such to say, right? So, oh, man. Oh, we got to get that clip of Liam singing the... Uh, 
the, the Coco song. The Coco song at the at the at Grandpa's retirement party with the live yep. band. Right? That was yep. cool. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. No. See, a uh, couple more weeks and we should be closing. But uh, uh, I can't get HBO Max down here. Yeah, I know. Womp, womp. Once you yeah. close, we'll have a clear picture. You won't drop out of the feed, <laughs> right. and you'll be caught up with the shows right damn away. Mexico. Damn Mexico internet. Damn Mexico. Shit. Like I can't do anything. I'm like, fuck. <sighs> yeah. Close. Like, close. We're close. It's all coming. Right, it's now. coming. Almost there. All right, ladies and gents. See, we nerd out all the time. That's just how we roll. That's what we do. That's it's a little piece of us. You get to see us on the Business Bros show, and that's cool. But hit me up. You know, you can go to businessbros.biz, talk with the bro. Even if you just want to talk 15 minutes about Marvel, we'll do that. Like I'm okay with that. Fill my calendar with something fun to do if you want to. Go to businessbros.biz for your podcast mentorship or testimonials or content creation or just to talk Marvel MCU universe stuff. I'm good with that. All right, ladies and gents, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace, y'all. Happy, uh, I forgot, happy S-H-I-T. So happy, happy Thursday. Thursday. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.